Hey, it's the Body Bishops. Alan? Hey, Matt. So, uh, this, what was it, right before Christmas, we ran, run, ran, ran, um, 10K at Trenton, didn't we? We were 10K. No, we did. Or 5K. Sorry, can't quick. We were, we were gearing up for that, or last time that we were, yeah, we were chatting, and, uh, had a good number of us that came out for that, weren't we? Yeah, I could see the, the Blurton Youth representing the, yeah. 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 I was going to get, like, a, a quarter zip. I'm starting to wear quarters. I'm starting to run Oh man, you're on a jet now. Quarter zips. You are a silky yeah. one, you know. But I was gonna I was thinking it'd be cool to get like the Blurton logo <laughs> on a on a half sip with like you know, Blurton Baptist running club or something silly. Mm. Or Baldy Bishop running club, whatever. Yeah, man. So you, you you've stepped up your running game a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, I'm ten Ks. Well, one ten K without stopping. Yeah. It's killing me, but I'm you know, getting there. And you're gearing up for a, a race in Northern Ireland, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. When's that? A month tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be great, there right? We go. Yeah, hopefully we can get lots of support behind you as well as you go. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been great, man. We're uh, we've managed to raise all the all the funds and then some. So it's really, really good. We are just like we did last time. Let's uh, let's run into James. Because mm, <laughs> we uh, we we left off kind of abruptly in some ways, but just because of kind of the the mass of what we were trying to to look at, mm-hmm. kind of breaking it up, and um, we're gonna jump back in in, in chapter one, verse twenty seven, in a minute, but. Last time we talked about the tongue, now we can use it to heal or to destroy, to build up or to tear down. And uh, this time we're we're looking we're we're transitioning to looking at compassion, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the heart of compassion that we have for one another, as a result of the compassion that we've been shown mm-hmm. by Christ. Yeah, yeah. So as we get to verse number twenty-seven. Um, we, we we deal with the issue of of religion, right? And all of our lives and my 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 Christian life, um, I had this 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 concept of religion. I think because we're talking about the religions of the world, um, so religion itself is probably not a pure and undefiled thing, mm. um, the way that the world sees it, carnally speaking, because there are all the major religions of the world, and and I hear people say things often when they're doing um, outreach or evangelism. They, they say, I'm I'm not religious. I don't believe in a religion. I believe in a relationship. And I know what they're trying to say. It's a pushback, isn't it? But the Bible actually tells us if we're, if we're believers in scripture, believers in what God has revealed in his word, there is a pure and undefiled form of religion. Religion itself is not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. And according to verse number 27, um, you want to just read that? Yeah. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So religion can't be inherently bad if it's mm-hmm. described as pure and uh, undefiled. But what, what James is trying to reveal to us here, um, I, I think, and we're carrying on looking at this gospel community uh, idea, is serving God looks like serving others, including the needy. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a massive part of what it means to be truly religious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we are followers of Jesus, Jesus moved towards the afflicted and mm-hmm. the, dry, the downtrodden with compassion. Um, and so we want to we follow him in that. So 
and it's interesting it says before the father before god the father mm-hmm. like how do you how do you do this before god and then instantly james says look after the needy you know mm-hmm. so it's how do i please god look after the needy so it's um yeah it's it's um th- this is the heart of love and compassion that christ had and he calls us to have you know, I, I like the I like the wording that you used a minute ago. Move towards the afflicted and downtrodden with love and compassion. Mm. Um, religion, religion is not what necessarily strictly what we believe. Religion is not strictly our theology. Religion is the moving, the movement yeah. of our theology. Yeah, because I think the word can also be translated like worship, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, religion or ceremonial ceremonial observance. So. You know, you immediately start thinking temple, you know, mm-hmm. like Old Testament stuff, ceremonial. Mm-hmm. And James is like, in the New Testament, ceremonial worship looks like, doesn't look like lighting a candle. It right. looks like looking after the orphan. That's you so know, good, yeah. you're not, te- you're not mm-hmm. changing the bread mm-hmm. and the altar of showbread. You're caring for the widow. Yeah. All of a sudden that ceremonial stuff is a per- is, is is how we treat other people and not good. how we treat furniture. Yeah. So. Yeah. So our, our belief, what we believe about God. So so we talked a lot about gospel uh, truth last week, didn't we? Kind of leading into this James stuff, and um and and what we believe about God, what we believe about the gospel, is meant to move us. Yeah, yeah. Towards the needy. Towards the needy. Yeah. yeah. So starts with the church family. Uh, those who are in need within the church family. That's Galatians six, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Um. Our hearts and our hands and our homes open towards our church family, mm. and then outwards into the community as a whole. Like Titus says, you know, to mm. to all. You know, yeah, we're we're do this to all. So. It's it's the same principle from the uh, part of the Great Commission that Jesus gave in Acts uh, chapter one, isn't it? Where he's like, um, you're going to be empowered, and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And he expands a little bit Judea, and then mm. the outermost part. And God always seems to work that way closest and then outworking yeah. expanding farther yeah so we we so this how do i apply this principle in a 21st century life where um there, you know there's welfare there's benefits there's the dole well where there's needs in my church family i'm a brother or sister in christ and i want to help meet those needs mm. and that's it and then and then in the community as i hear about needs with my neighbors and in the community as a whole i want to start meeting those needs yeah and you know the, the, the people in our church who run the backpack ministry, they're trying to follow this verse, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the food bank stuff. We're just trying to follow verses like this. Yes, like, it, yeah. We just want to take care of the needy because that's mm-hmm. what Jesus did. And he calls us to do that. So yeah, that's good. So, so verse 27, serving God looks like serving others, including the needy. And then, and then we get into chapter two, and we're we're called to be unpartial, right? To to interact with one another, to do life with one another without partiality. What's that mean then? Partiality. Partiality is um, being a respecter of persons. So, um, so being partial to one person to the exclusion of someone else. Right. Um, but, but verses verses one to four. I'm just going to read those. It says, "My brethren, do not hold." the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. If there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should come also uh, in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, 
you sit here in a good place and you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. You have not shown, have you not shown, have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thought, man. Yeah. That's hard hitting, isn't it? Yeah. So again, we're followers of Jesus. We hold this faith of the Lord Jesus, the Lord of glory. And who, who did, what, how did Jesus treat people? And you read the, the gospels, which you're reading right now, you know, the new Testament in the year, Jesus stooped to love the tax collectors, yeah. the despised the society. And all oh, they were wealthy, like yeah. he stooped to love the ostracized, but yeah. see him with the lepers, mm. with the prostitutes, with mm. her, with the widow, with the children, mm. with the adulteress. And he stooped to love them, taking their shame upon himself and facing the disdain they faced as a result of loving them. That's really good. Yeah, verse, verses 8 and 9 of uh, of chapter 2, he goes on to say, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convinced by the law as transgressors. So it, again, um, if if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. you love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing, like you said, you know, I'm, I'm willing to stoop low to embrace and receive a brother or sister in Christ, regardless of their social status or their background or their cultural inclination. Yeah. Or what's, yeah. What's in it for me. Um, and again, when Jesus stoops to take the disdain and shame away from people, gives them dignity, you know, and we're his followers. So we want to stoop, not in a. I'm better than you way, but in a way that restores people's dignity. Yo. Um, and you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit on Sunday night at growth groups at our, on our table. Like, you know, we have an asylum seeker who started coming to the church and, you know, in British culture, the temptation is to, is to see, is to view him as an asylum seeker, yeah. as a refugee, as a threat to our jobs, as a threat to our women, you know? Yeah. And you start viewing people that way. And rather than, he is made in the image of God. Mm. He, like, he claims Christ, mm. so he's a brother in Christ. Mm. And all of a sudden, like how I how I view him is going to start changing how I treat him. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And it like 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 you said, it's it's tempting to look at other people as either obstacles or opportunities to what we want. Yeah. So again, if we're looking at this 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 fellow that's coming to the church as an asylum seeker, and he's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. to what we want to experience when we come to church or he's an obstacle to what we want the culture of the yeah. church or the makeup of the church to be right what are what is in our mind yeah. he becomes an obstacle to us yeah yeah so yeah so this idea of partiality is the idea of favoritism mm. naturally you know I, birds of a feather flock together naturally we move towards people who are easy to get along with it's just you know we all, like by nature like water goes down the stream mm. rather than up the stream but we're not called to be natural. We're called to live a supernatural life like Christ moved, moving unnaturally towards what would actually repulse someone who's moving naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, um, there's, there are people who are awkward and it's easy to then say, you know, I'm not going to spend time with those people. They're awkward. Yeah. And they, they make me feel awkward. No, you're right. Christ moves towards. He moves towards. And so we move towards yeah. the person rather than, uh, he's easy to get along with. So I'll just spend time with him this morning. That's good, man. You know? Yeah. You know, here's here's how our our religion can be defiled and impure sometimes. 
think about the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay, the asylum seeker comes in, and we can have the tendency to be like revolted, you know, mm-hmm. um, re- repulsed, which is a horrible thing to say, but in the flesh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But what what if what if a rich fella comes in, right? Yeah. If there if there's someone that we know has a lot of wealth, as as the pastors of the church, mm-hmm. we can start to think. Man, that man could throw a lot of money into the church. Yeah, we're going to treat him differently. We're going to treat him differently. Yeah. We're going to give him the seat of honor, yeah. or we're going to make sure he feels welcome when yeah. he comes in. That's what, exactly what James is exactly. getting into here. Like, what, like, how do we view, do we view people as opportunity? That mm-hmm. rich guy who comes in, or as an obstacle, the refugee comes in. Mm-hmm. And James is saying, if you're truly holding to Jesus Christ's like glory and what He's done for us, then you're you will treat them both the same. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's so yeah. We we need this. You know, this one's a good listener. This one never stops talking. So I'm going to move towards that person. This one makes me laugh. This one makes me feel miserable. Uh, this one makes me look good because I, when I hang out with them, this one makes me look weird when I hang out with them. This one is going to introduce me to profitable people and places. This one knows no one and nowhere. So you start making choices based on that stuff. Mm. You're you're sinning. So yeah. it's James. You know. Yeah. And, and th- to be honest with you, that that type of mindset, when when we say that we're we were slaves to sin, um, that that is enslaving. That mindset is enslaving. Yeah. But but Jesus has come to set free, and and as, as he said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Um. But we we tend to live lives and have mindsets that enslave us to this type of treatment. Yeah. 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 Definitely, man. Um. Yeah, Jesus wants us to be free from all of that selfishness. He set us free from that. Um, and then he wants our relationships as a result of that freedom. We have to be motivated, not by what we get out of the relationships, but by the same love and compassion that he mm. shown us, continues to show us, and shows whoever comes to him. You, you know, a verse that, that, that like resonates with me, really, is, is, in, is in Hebrews um, chapter 12, I think it is, where it says um, that Jesus looked on the cross. And he said, um, he, the joy that was set before him, mm. it's like, man, he's looking at the cross and he's like the joy that's set before him, but he's, he's looking at how the cross is going to, what the cross is going to produce, Yeah, what the end of that is. So, um, I, I think there's a very Christ-like love that we're being called to here. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you think about the heart of the father, like. You know, in, in the parable Jesus tells where it's like, go out into the byways and highways and just invite the poor and the lame and the sick. And, mm-hmm. and like, the, because God the Father doesn't need anything, he's not, like, altered or, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one to impress. So it's not like, oh, look at all the weirdos he's invited to his table. Yeah. He's, he's just, like, so joyful to be hospitable towards yeah. people like me. Yeah. The purr and the downtrodden and the that's the sobering thing, isn't it? Yeah, I I am I am that awkward one that Jesus moved toward. Yeah, I, yeah, I won't make him look good. <laughs> no, I've got nothing to offer. Dude. Right. I was, I was reading this morning in, in in Psalm 16, where uh, David said, "I have no good apart from you." Yeah, there's nothing good in me apart from you. Yeah. So so how Jesus moving toward me is Jesus moving toward the leper? Yeah, toward the prostitute, toward the publican. Jesus has nothing to gain by moving toward a leper. Um, he has everything to lose, but the leper receives everything because Jesus mm. moved toward him. That's and beautiful. I'm the sinner that Jesus moved towards. Now I have that heart of Christ beating in me by mm. the Spirit. Mm. And the way I express that is when I walk into 
a gathering on Sunday morning, I don't move towards the people I find it easy to get on with. I yeah. I can also move towards the difficult ones, yeah. and I can move towards the people who are of actual no social advantage to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, so yeah, Jesus doesn't need us, sinful, broken, needy, poor, and foolish, but love moved him towards me. Mm-hmm. And we are people who are living now by this royal law in verse eight, and by the law of liberty in verse twelve. Um, and so we're called then to move toward others, love and compassion, regardless of what we get out of it, regardless yeah. of what we get out of it. Yeah. So, so we move on from the concept of compassion um, to this faith works um, issue. That it's, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful teaching. Faith without works is dead. Um, in verses fourteen to seventeen, it says, "What does it profit, my brother? Someone says he has faith but does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled.'" but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Again, that's some hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. So the the faith that we have um, is an active faith. So we're not, again, it's, it's important to say it. We're not saved by works. We're saved by yeah. faith that then works yeah um and, and and maybe that's where the strain comes in for people with the word religion because mm-hmm. it's getting the, the cart before the horse yeah you know what i mean and, and back to what you're saying it's it's it starts with that relationship and then it yeah comes yeah it com- comes out, out of me so god's put his salvation in me yeah philippians too mm-hmm. and i'm called to then work out the salvation mm-hmm. that god's working has worked and is working in me yeah um so the, this faith outwardly works and what is the outward working well it's it's a movement of of towards my brothers and sisters for the sake of blessing them yeah. you know as the illustration james uses in verse 15 to 16 you know? yeah it's, it's like we've said before the this uh this, this outworking the fa- of the faith is not objectless like in in terms of it, it having it impacting something it's not just this abstract outworking of our faith but it's like it's directed toward our brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. There's a direction toward which God is moving us. Yeah, it's God motivated and people directed or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah. it's God, God moves us toward others, toward other people. Yeah. yeah, that's where God directs this outward. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful at James one. Like again, uh, on pure and unreliable, on what on what undefiled, undefiled religion before God, before God. Like mm. uh, here I am before God. Like is to care for the widows. Yeah. Is to move toward people. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. And, and again, so this faith that God's working in me moves towards people, moves toward others. And that's powerful because genu- like true faith is, is never passive. It's always active. So God is always doing a work in us. Yeah. And then calling that work out of us. And if, and if that work is directed toward others. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's, there's serious implications to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, genuine faith is compassionate active faith that's genuine faith is compassionate active faith that's what james is trying to tell us here it's move towards those in need mm-hmm. again especially those in the church family but as we've already said outwardly also into the community and uh it's like a magnet genuine faith is attracted to the needy yeah yeah <laughs> you know? tractor beam yeah like it's <laughs> jesus is like he was moved towards people who were broken like 
something moved him towards the Pool of Bethesda. You know, like mm. there he is walking through Jerusalem and he's drawn towards the Pool of Bethesda. Yeah. What's what is there for Jesus at the Pool of Bethesda except yeah. a bunch of sick people? Yeah. You know? And what is there for Jesus at the well in Samaria? Yeah. But uh, an outcast, yeah, Samaritan yeah. woman. And yet there's this magnet in him towards broken yeah. sinners, broken sufferers yeah. to 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 redignify them, to yeah. restore their humanity. To I, I tell you what it's like, man. Um, and I'm just like I'm a sci-fi nerd. I love sci-fi movies and stuff. And uh, like in in Star Wars or any of these like intergalactic movies, you know, it's they're 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 traveling in space. They see a ship, and all of a sudden it's oh no, they've locked us in. Mm. So you start getting drawn into the into the ship, you know, and there's nothing they can do to <laughs> stop it. You know, they can do everything that they can to fight against that. Mm. And and that's the work that's the work of of Christ in us in compassion. It's beautiful at home in this all. Like if and it's it is not because we're persevering through in sheer like grit. Yeah. It's like God is doing this work and it keeps drawing us. So one of the way like hard I know how do I express actually? How do I express God's work in me? Well, I want to start feeling this draw towards mm-hmm. when I when I walk into the church building on a Sunday morning and I see someone sitting on their own, or I see my mate, where does my heart take me? Yeah. You that's know? right. Yeah. When I when I when I see the one who makes me feel a little bit awkward, or I see the one who's gonna make me laugh, where does my heart take me? Yeah. And what we're seeing here is like it goes towards the needy it goes towards those people it doesn't have favoritism and i think man that's a big a really big challenge for gospel community because this gospel community you know if we are picking favorites if we yeah. are spending time with the ones who are easy um the ones who make us look good or you know mm. then our gospel community can't actually go to no you're right all. yeah but but because because the flesh walks into a room sees that individual and finds an excuse to walk back out yeah. and avoid yeah. them right but the spirit walks into a room, sees that individual, and goes straight for him. And so, who do you submit to in that moment—the flesh or the spirit? Exactly. Who do you yield to? And there's your own selfish agenda, or the agenda of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> that has compassion for the for the needy and the broken. So That's very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's summarizing everything. Uh, we are beloved, reborn, rich children of a good, generous, compassionate, merciful Father. And as a result, we are called to show that same goodness, generosity, and compassion, and mercy to others by moving towards those in our church family who are suffering, struggling, needy, uh, for, to help them, love them, serve them, and be there for them. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Um, if we go back to James chapter one, verse two, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So what we have to remember again about the context of James is he's writing to a bunch of people who are suffering and losing and, you know, being mocked and shamed and persecuted. Um, so they're already surrounded by suffering and loss. And yet James is calling them to this beautiful giving and receiving relationships with one another. And the temptation in our troubles and our suffering is to withdraw yeah and, and isolate yeah. and start seeing relationships as advantages mm. but again james is calling us to courageously move out toward each other in love mm. and compassion well, may god make it so blurt and make, yeah. yeah none of this none of this at our own strength no natural desire to do this in ourselves um but the jesus who moved towards the needy wants to work this mm. in me by the by the spirit and mm-hmm. james 121 
receive with meekness this implanted word. Mm-hmm. So I receive his I receive his truths daily, and then I'm going to start living that way in my life. You know, stuff that's very good stuff. Very very challenging, but very good. Thanks for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast. If you wish to get a hold of us, you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, do you want to go get that okay? That sounds great. Let's go.